Eric, we got some great guests here. Let's not waste any more time. Can you please introduce them? Yeah, we um, and I'll I will fully admit uh, I have a personal uh, bias here because <laughs> I've got a son. Well, I have two sons now who are involved in water polo, and it's a growing sport. I'll be honest; this was never a sport I even thought of getting my kids involved with uh, years ago. But I'm so glad that they found their way to it as it's a growing sport, and um, it's on its way to becoming a sanctioned sport in the state of Utah, which means more people need to, to participate, more teams could be added, things like that. But there are teams, there are competitions that are happening. They're right in the very, uh, we're in the heart of the competitive season right now for water polo. And uh, we've got one of their head coaches, Mike Herzog, joining us here on the Full Court Press. Uh, Mike, thanks for coming out and joining us today. Um, you're welcome. Thanks for the invite, and uh, it's going to be lots of fun. <laughs> uh, Mike, you also uh, brought down one of your premier goalies with you. Why don't you introduce him? Um, yes, this is uh, Benjamin Lenick, and he is a really great one of our varsity goalies and does a very good job. And uh, I don't know if many of people may know, but he does a very good job in the goalie, but he also has something called night blindness, or he's kind of partially blind when he goalies. So... So a lot of things he does is pretty awesome because he sometimes can't see, but he still blocks shots. So it's kind of cool. Benjamin, I mean, that, that blows my mind. I mean, uh, so I, I guess before uh, we go much further, so blindness or, or vision impairment, I guess there's different types, right? I mean, some it's, it's just going dark or it's uh, blurry and you can't make things out. How would you describe kind of your condition and, and how it's been progressing? So the condition itself is called retinitis pigmentosa, or RP simply, and it's a degenerative eye disease which slowly progresses uh, me with my losing my eyesight. And when uh, I just have lost already all of my night uh, night vision and some of my already day vision. So, and how long has this been progressing? How long has this been? You've been dealing with this. Well, I've been dealing with it all my life, but I was only um, told about it when I was fifteen. When we went to the eye doctor for the first time. Wow. When did it like actually hit you? Like when you couldn't see at night or when you had those problems? When did it, do you remember like the first time it hit you? Like, oh my gosh, I can't see. Well, um, I really didn't recognize <laughs> that. I just thought I was normal. But when I, when we were, when I was eight, we went to an ophthalmologist and he told me I had night blindness. Wow. So Mike, from a coach's perspective, You've you've got somebody who's in the pool who wants to be a goalie, but he tells you, "Look, I've got some some vision problems, some things that are going on." Um, does that make you think? Well, maybe I should be training somebody else to be my goalie. But what makes you still confident in Benjamin and sit, and throwing him in there in that goalie position? Because it's not an easy job. So one big thing too is um, when I played about eighteen years ago, I played with his brothers who are also goalies. So he comes from a family of really great. Water polo goalies, and he's done it for six, seven years or so. So he has a lot of that experience, which even though you can maybe not see very well and stuff like that, but he kind of knows where the ball's coming just from having played so long, and he just has that strength and knowledge already that training someone else after he'd done seven years is really hard to train someone up to that level of experience that he already has and knowledge of the game. So at one point, at parts of it, I was like, should I? But then he's just been able to really step up and be the goalie that can, we kind of need when it when it when we need it. 
Yeah, Benjamin, you're you're tall. I know that uh, that is a, a nice added benefit for water polo, especially if you're in the goalie position. How tall are you? I'm six four. Oh my gosh, how old are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm I turned eighteen yesterday. Dude, I was like four foot eleven when I was eighteen. <laughs> I hit my growth spurt and only got like three inches out of it. I was going to say, you haven't really changed That is much depressing, but I'm happy for you. <laughs> so, I mean, you've, you've, got a, you've got the height, you've got the wingspan. These are, these are real good assets if you're going to be a goalie in water polo, right? Yeah. So, for you, when, when a team's maybe on a fast break or even when they're setting up a, a play on your end of the pool, uh, how is it for you trying to track what's, what's going on? Is it just instinct? Or are you still able to see some things in what's going on? Well, usually I have really good defense um, <laughs> during the game, which is really nice. I have a really nice team, um, especially when a fast break happens, when it's usually a two-on-one situation. They usually know what to do, and we just, we've just we practiced it so long that we can usually just uh, get, get it done get the ball. When did it come to you that water polo was your sport? How old were, did you, when, were you when you started, and when did it finally get in that, you're like, hey, I can actually do this and be really good at it? Um, <laughs> I really never thought of myself as good. I just, uh, well, that's not what I've been told from Eric. He's like, you're an all American goalie and whatever else. So, uh, well, I just saw my brothers playing at one, like a few times around my life since I was like four or five. And I was like, yeah, I want to play this game when I, when I'm able, Wow. I started when I was 10, nine. So Mike, uh, this, uh, this water polo team, uh, as it's been growing here in cash Valley for the long time, it was just cash cracking. And it was a club sport, so you were pulling athletes from Mountain Crest and Ridgeline and Logan and Green right. Canyon, uh, and it's it's grown over time. You have multiple teams now, different levels. You have like a well, the, the, the D two and D three, but it's kind of like a varsity and a junior varsity. Uh, you have girls teams as well and younger teams that are coming up. But as it's going down this path of becoming a sanctioned sport, they have to be attached to a specific high school. Is that correct? You can't do this blended roster anymore. Yeah, that's correct. So if we actually become a high school sport sport, so as of now we have some kids from Green Canyon, Ridgeline, Mountain Crest, I think maybe a few uh, from Logan. But so when it becomes a sanctioned sport, um, when they have the high school tournament um, or the high school league, that's when you have to play for your certain high school. So the kids who don't have enough players, they either have to find – some people on the swim team or basketball team or whoever that want to come play and have a team, or they'll just have like a Ridgeline team or a Mountain Crest team, and everyone else will just have to wait for the club season. Kind of like with, with swimming, how you have a club team and then you have a high school team. Mm. It'll end up being like that. We have a high school water polo team, and you have a water polo club team as well. So what season are you in right now? Right now, this is this club would be the, the club season, and the high school season that from – what we're working out would probably be more in the fall, kind of when football is and stuff like that. So, is that exciting though? Like to know you have a chance to have a high school team to be in a high school regulation sport and and be able to compete with other high schools. I mean, for me, it's really exciting, especially since um, seeing it grow so much. Because when I was in high school, it wasn't even a thought of having a high school team here in the valley. It was just club team. It's going to be club team forever. But having that, it's exciting because then you can have it more in the high school like hey they won you know they won this big tournament let's all be excited for them instead of all your high school players on a team are doing awesome but the high school really can't support it because it's sure. a, it's a club team so i think yeah. it's really awesome and, and that uh, actually brings me to one of the other questions i was going to have for you guys is where it is a, a a club team club versus uh i guess sanctioned 
is that if it's a sanctioned sport, you, you get not only the recognition in the school, maybe a little bit more, but more importantly, there's more of the district support, a school support with resources, now, access to pools and uh, I guess access to different tournaments and things like that. What has it been like um, trying to navigate just pool time and trying to get practice time and arranging competition? I mean, it's to arrange practice time has been a little bit rough just because there's not a lot of pools in the valley. As many know, we really have USU pool. We have the Mountain Crest. We have the Logan Aquatic Center, but you can't really do that in the winter because it'd be a little too cold. <laughs> and then you have some like sports academies, some private pools and stuff like that. So it's been kind of hard with the amount of swim teams and other teams we have. But to have be able to have that, I guess, district backing of like, hey, they need to have time, I think would really help as well. So... Benjamin, I got to ask you, what is the hardest thing with, uh, I don't even want to call it deficiency, just with the adversity that you face, what's the hardest thing about playing water polo with this night vision blindness? Uh, probably darker pools, like who, um, like when a cloud comes over a pool that whose lights are like showing up to- towards the ceiling and the lights on the next pool. Um, that's probably the hardest because it's extremely dark for me. So how do you adjust to that? Um, either I have the other goalie coming who's extremely good. His name is Nathan Weston. Um, he's kind of like the other half of me because, <laughs> yeah, we've been playing together since for like for four years now. Um, or if he's not there, I just have to deal with it. How much is communication important in water polo? I mean, again, I've never seen a game in person. Um, but how much is, is communication important for you as a goalie, especially with your defenders around you to know where the ball's at? Oh, it's extremely important. We have dr- uh, sp- specific drills for certain situations that you have to call out, and everyone has to know what's happening. Okay. Uh, with uh, it's interesting about the the, the lighting in the, the different pools because uh, there was uh, I remember we went uh, well we I wasn't there but Cash Kraken went down to uh, uh, Kearns and you guys had a uh, you played a few games outside. Um, and this was like in August, I think late August. Sometimes you have some games outside, but mostly they're indoor. Um, but, uh, I, I know there were also times when pools were getting renovated and you guys had to do some practices outside at the, uh, the sports Academy as well. So it, do you prefer inside or outside or does it really matter? Does it depend on the weather outside? I, I prefer indoors because, um, you can get sunburned outside. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> it's usually a lot right. colder outside too. <laughs> uh, what, can that, I just go ahead? back off yeah. that too. You brought up the question about communication, and I, I know I've been in a pool, and I've just been at some of these games, and there's water splashing, the ball is flying, you got whistles, and there's echo and a lot of ambience. It's I have a hard time figuring out what's being said. I don't know how a coach communicates to his team on the sidelines, but being right in the middle of the pool, uh, how hard is that to, to communicate with, with your, your teammates? And, uh, or am I just, uh, I'm an old guy and I just don't get it. Yes, let's go with the latter. <laughs> <laughs> well, being in the middle of the pool kind of gives me advantage because on defense, I can just say, like, I'm in the middle of everything. and I, Usually everyone can hear me, while on offense, no one can hear me. And I don't think a lot of times people, our offense can hear our uh, coaches say stuff. <laughs> Because they're actually saying some very important things that we should actually listen to. <laughs> How hard is that for you, Mike, to try to communicate with your team in the moment when uh, setting up a play or if a fast break's happening or getting back on defense? Because I mean, water's splashing, their heads in the water sometimes as they're swimming on a fast break. I mean, it's it's really hard sometimes. I mean, that's why I'm kind of glad I'm loud. Like, 
my family, everything says I'm loud, so it helps that I can just really yell, and sometimes I'll yell at the closest player and then let them know what we kind of want to do, and you lose that helps or when they're swimming down, and there's sometimes there's a lot of pause, like after you score, uh, um, five meter, things like that, I can like, hey, come over here quick, do this, but yeah, it is really hard when you have the water and you're yelling something, and sometimes things happen, and you just go, well, I tried, and sometimes with timeouts too is, is sometimes if the ref can't hear you and things, it's just like, I guess I missed that timeout, so I guess I have to wait for the next time. But that's it's kind of the nature of the beast. Both, yeah, both teams are facing it equally, right? Yeah, both teams face it, and sometimes you know you can look at the other team. It's like, sorry, I feel your pain. Like when they're trying to call a timeout and then doesn't see it or things like that, or just when both teams are trying to yell at their players and all all you hear is just yelling, and it's quite fun. Uh, Benjamin, I got to ask you. I was told that there was a lot of cameras focused uh, on, I guess, on you at practice. Um, some of them were kind of in your way. We, <laughs> you know, quote unquote. Uh, but what has that been like for you to all of a sudden be a story? Uh, you, you seem like a guy who likes to deflect the attention and all the and the, I guess, success to your teammates. But when the cameras are on you, what has that been like? Oh, it's been really nerve wracking, you know. Because I'm not really used to it. You don't want a ball to go through, too. They're like, oh, I'm the best goalie, and then have a ball go through. That I just don't want to break a camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then for you, Coach, as well, you know, having that kind of attention on uh, not just water polo, the sport, but on your team as well. What, what has that been like for you as a coach? I mean, it's kind of fun just to see it, you know, have a little story about Benjamin and all the stuff he's gone through and all the capability he's able to do, but also just – to kind of see that there is people kind of wanting to see that. Because sometimes, you know, you think when stuff happens, you're like, oh, well, no one cares or nothing really happens. But being able to see that there's people who want to see what's going on and see how the community is doing is kind of really cool. That's awesome. Let me ask you about the, the team specifically. Uh, the, you're in a season right now, so I guess this is your club. You wanted to give some praise to your boys, don't you? Club, no, yeah. I just was. <laughs> how's the, how is the season going so far and with, with the other teams that you have multiple teams that are – uh, involved in games right now. Uh, how is Correct. the season going, and uh, how much longer will it go? So, first of all, your kids are doing great, so let's <laughs> make sure he knows that's going on. But uh, He's really, really, uh, what would you, he critiques them a lot. <laughs> Very hard on them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, good. He needs it. Yeah. That's good. So, um, so, it's been going really good. We're, uh, we've been practicing since about mid-February, and we're going to go till about um, – Beginning of or middle of May is kind of when that state happens. Um, but it's going really good. We've uh, played some tough teams. We've we won some good, good, really good games, and we've lost a couple hard games, which is good because it's always have a hard loss because then it gets the kids to hey, we still need to work hard because when you just win, then it's like well, maybe we can slack off a little bit and not do as hard. But I, I mean, I got a good, great kids that really just want to work hard, and I could tell them to run a hundred miles, and they'll just get up and run 100 miles, even though it doesn't have to do with water polo. So. Benjamin, is that true? Would you run 100 miles if he asked you to? Uh, maybe 75. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Benjamin, I do got to ask you, uh, I'm sure mom and dad are listening to you. What is their support and and uh, them supporting you in your sport and what you've been through? What has it been like for you? Oh, it's been awesome. Like They're very supportive of me. They, they encourage me to do it. I just keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> are, they as, uh, are they as hard on you as Eric is on his boys and – you know, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever watch film? Can you watch film? Did like, did someone record the games or something like that? Coach? Um, yeah, so we do have people recording games. Oh, cool. Uh, throughout um, each game and stuff like that. And there's this actually, 
this last Friday or two weeks ago, I had the varsity team over at my house and we just watched some film, ate some pizza, and just able to see kind of what we did great at and what awesome. things like, okay, well, look, at, like, you know, why do we do this? You know, like, kind of so they can see. Because it's different when you see yourself doing it and it's like, oh, I get what coach is saying rather than, well, I'm not doing that, coach. Like, I'm doing it great. And then, then when they see it, it's be able to see and learn from what they're doing. Also, what they're doing great, they can really see and make sure they're doing that as well. That's awesome. Last quick question for me, just as uh, people trying to understand water polo as a sport in Utah, and where does Cash Kraken? Where do they? Com- how do they compare to other teams in the state? Um, and like, where where's most of these games played? So a lot of these games are played in kind of the Salt Lake area, just because that's where it's really started and grown from. And then us as Kraken, they have facilities, and they have a lot of facilities, big pool space and stuff like that, which helps. Um, so we kind of place. Um, we're in like, so there's a D2, D1, and D3. So we're in the D2, so we're like in the mid-bracket. We're doing pretty good there. There's a lot of teams who've been here a lot longer and who have pools, you know, three hours of pool time every day and then can basically do a lot of terms and stuff. So I think we're doing really good as a team. Um, we're probably not one of the top tier of the whole state of all the teams, but I think we're working up to that and we're building to become one of those top tier teams to where people are scared to play us rather than, oh, it's a, Cash, it's a Cash Valley team. It's, a, it's we're we're working to make it a really tough and good team. So organization. And there's a team over in Bear River, right? I mean, I guess yeah. these are the furthest north. Is there a Box Elder team? Um, there's not a Box Elder team. If there was one. There's a Weber team and stuff like that, but there's not a and an Ogden team. But there, I don't believe there's a Box Elder team. Coach, uh, go ahead, Eric. Uh, please. Please. I, I was just going to say, there's there are young people that are involved. There's a younger level that people can learn the sport and and get involved with. There's a, there are girls teams. There's some of them that are mixed, boys and girls. Yep. So they're they're great opportunities for people to to learn a new sport, get in the pool, and get some good exercise. Oh yeah, we have a U12 um, U12 team, which is kids under under uh, 12 years, and then a U14 team, and then boys and girls. And so we just if you want to come play water polo, just come find us and then. Okay, so I have a question. Can I wear my floaties? So <laughs> because I'm not a good swimmer, but I can. I mean, I can go for like you know the tackle with the legs and like trip them and stuff underneath the water. See, I mean, I, Benjamin might be six four, but I'll shrink him down to three foot quick. See, but then we could also teach you so you don't need to use the floaties. Wait, you can what? Teach you so you don't need to use the. Floaties. I would rather use the floaties because I'm I'm, I'm sure I would screw up somewhere. <laughs> floaties might be one thing, but that that ring with the unicorn, dude, that that's the one I want. That, See, like with the floaties, you can turn line. and club the guy <laughs> with the floaty. It it works every time. It's a trick move I used to do. But just don't don't drop it because you're in 13 feet of water. Then you won't be able to swim. That's true. That's where Eric comes in. Hey, what position would Eric and I play in water polo? Would I be like the forward, like the scorer, probably? Um, you could you you could be definitely. I mean, it's you'd probably be D hole. Because it what? depends. That's not even a name. So there's a D-hole or a point. Oh. So it is. <laughs> um, but it kind of depends, too, because there's some guys who are about, you know, who are really big and tall, but that they're just not very good in a certain position. And so it really depends on the player and what they can do with their own body in the water. Well, looking at Eric, it's 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 going to have to be just stick him in the goal. No, just stick me on the wings. Cause, um, <laughs> stick him on the wings. I'm not, not in the middle of the action. <laughs> Don't throw him I'll the ball. I'll be too slow. Oh, no, so I think, I mean, learning it, you guys could be kind of anywhere you guys wanted to be. So. I want to I create a new position for you guys, okay? And I think this would really help. Have a sniper. And that sniper just goes under the water and just Pops grabs the legs. Somewhere randomly. Yeah, grabs the legs, trips them. 
All right, and nobody will even know what's coming. He's called the sniper, and I I won't volunteer for that. Uh, let's have someone else do it because I'm the scorer. But I think <laughs> if you have a sniper, you ain't gonna lose a game. Funny thing is, I've done that before in games where I just no grabbed, way. Yeah, I just grabbed where like the guy swam on top of me, and then I just I just kind of held onto his swimsuit so he couldn't swim for oh, about five yeah. seconds. Yeah, that's me. And then I popped up, and there I looked like thinking I was gonna be ejected, and the ref didn't look at it, say anything. I was like, sweet, I'm still in the game, so I just kept going. See, yeah, the sniper, the sniper <laughs> never gets caught. But it's the most deadliest of them all. I love it. Coach Benjamin, thank you so much. Good luck throughout the rest of your season. Great to have you guys here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Good luck.